Beyond Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Beyond Film Podcast. I'm Leif Johnson and in this podcast we're talking producing and I chatted to a producer friend of mine, Michaela Blitz. Um, she's a, a great producer and she's very good at wearing many hats as a producer, which we talk about. And I think if you are a producer, uh, you would definitely resonate with a lot of things that she says. Uh, we talk about her uh, stand-up comedy and uh, the fact that she uh, researches a lot of the documentaries that she works on as well. Um, so it was a great chat. Um, the only issue I would say that the audio uh, quality isn't the best uh, because we're self-isolating. We've had to find other means of uh, being able to record our chats and I used the Anchor app to, to record this. Uh, we had a bit of a, a technical issue at the start of trying to get get it all linked up. We finally did in the end, so um, that's where we start uh, the chat. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll leave you with um, Michaela. Enjoy. Hello. 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 Oh my God, that was... <laughs> I hope it gets easier after that. That was really. <laughs> <laughs> it will get no. It'll get much much harder than, than that. I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm really going to drag you over the coals. Yay! <laughs> yeah, what was going on? I don't know. What I tried to do it on my laptop because that's how I've been doing all my all my calls, and then mm. now um, it's decided not to work. So um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. The world the world's going to shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't stop at coronavirus it's just all technology is just going to stop working i know i know <laughs> how are you doing i'm all right i'm all right i'm getting there i yeah. guess yeah living through it living through it like every yeah yes this pretty much all you can do really isn't it yeah how are you doing are you able to do some work or are you kind of I'm, I'm, you know, I'm surprisingly very very chipper okay. i'm uh yeah um i don't know I'm uh, numb. I'm kind of just yeah. I'm numb. You know me. I'm numb. No feelings at all. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm just I'm keeping busy doing little projects. Did a, you know got a treatment together over the weekend. Right. Uh, when it was gorgeous weather outside, I was inside. Yeah. Oh, beavering away uh, at a treatment uh, to try and get it get it to them for end of play Sunday. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, just just keeping busy, just you know, using the time productively, which I'm sure you are as well. Exactly. exactly. Well, I think that's the thing. I actually have to say that I think, um, are you freelance now? Again, I am. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think being freelance, you can kind of handle not mm. not like having a bit of free time, and you know how to fill it, and you kind of know how to make the best out of it. Whereas other people kind of freak out the minute that they're not going to an office every day or they're not they're not mm. they don't have a purpose whereas we we're like yeah we can handle this and we make our own work and we make our own way I guess yeah. and and quite enjoy the downtime sometimes mm. and I, I think that's yeah. been quite interesting because people in other industries sort of freak out a bit but all of my kind of producer friends and other people in production are kind of like yeah we'll be all right we'll get there it's you know yeah. it's not the end of the world so it's just a, a, a slight hiccup in the day-to-day -day. exactly exactly it all, it all come good and I and I do think it's sort of you know if you use it in a good way I kind of like to think that I'll come out of this with, with some new skills or some new mm. something you go so you've been doing that's what you've been doing a lot of online stuff before we get into it let me just I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you uh so you are Michaela Blitz we've worked together in the past when I was uh, in-house at McCann uh Central mm -hmm. in London and um, my lasting memory of you is that uh, as a producer, you used to wear a lot of hats and you were very good at wearing them, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, you were all kinds of producers all rolled into one and you managed you managed to do it with um, with with grace and dignity oh, and diploma. Thank you very That's much. What I remember. Thank you. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't think actually. Just, just so you know, I don't think at the time I realised that <laughs> until until much later on. I was like, oh my God, you had so much to do. Yeah, well, I remember. Yeah, I do. I remember sort of. I think discussing you uh, uh, when you 
ended up producing one of your films, you then realised what a producer does. Because I think sometimes people yeah. don't realise, and I think maybe that's a sign of a good producer, that you don't really know what they're doing. You just know it, mm. it's been done by someone else. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that swan analogy. Isn't yes. It? That, yeah. A graceful swan, but it's uh, paddling like crazy underneath the water. You don't really see what's underneath, behind the scenes. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I think as a producer, you kind of need to, you know, you need to be like that. You don't want to show any element of uh, panic or, you know, uh, scattiness or anything like that. It might all be going on, but it's uh, it's uh, it's hidden away. It's a big magic trick. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think that is because you've you've kind of got to be the person that, you know, like you said, knows what's happening, even if you don't necessarily know what's happening you know that you mm. can find out and everyone comes to you to, to to ask that and you kind of need to make sure everyone else is able to do what they want to do without worrying about the things that you know you're having to do mm. um yeah yeah no I, I appreciate that a lot more these days so uh oh, good. yeah <laughs> a, a, apologies for not fully appreciating it back that's then, okay but, uh, <laughs> Uh, I do now, believe me, um, probably not to the extent that I should do, but um, I've got a much better understanding, mm. um, especially especially when you are, you know, you are doing um, a lot of the sort of agency producing mm -hmm. um, and then you're effectively like line producer as well. And, and you know, you're doing pretty much everything, uh, you know, to a point in some points, you know, if it's like a small shoot, you're kind of running as well and driving and yep. You do it catering all, yeah. and... <laughs> it's it's so glamorous like that's the thing you tell all your friends that don't work in production oh I do this or that and they're like oh wow that sounds amazing but when it comes down to it you are literally running around kind of doing everything from picking up people's water bottles that they left over there or calling someone a cab or you know whatever whatever it is really you kind of just mm. roll roll your sleeves up and, and get involved especially like you say on a on a smaller shoot where there isn't somebody to do that for you unfortunately <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh, actually the, the, we, yeah no no but yeah I can imagine actually the um as the last podcast we were talking about um you know everyone like when they say oh I do this this is my role and sometimes there's this sort of mentality that well that's this is what I do and that's all I do and once my job is done that's okay, it yeah. or I won't I won't step out of that because it's not in my job description mm -hmm. and um on you know on one hand that it's very very important that everyone has their role and their parts play and you know things should tick along like that but at the same time people really should help and roll their sleeves up or you know just um step out of their role sometimes if it means just making someone else's life a little bit easier on set yeah um because you're working as a team and I, and I think that um that needs to be addressed more I think on shoots exactly yes well I look forward to all those directors and gaffers helping to lay out lunch and pick it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know picking up bottles and, and being there at the end of the day not watching their watch going I've got to go now just being there you know help. yeah we're, we're seeing Michaela, I, I, I'm a dreamer exactly. I'm a dreamer I'm an optimist I'm not the only one exactly no 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 it's it's <laughs> I because I think for me because I've kind of worked across different um uh I won't give you my whole backstory but I've worked across different sort of um parts of production so I've worked in tv and commercials and um corporate stuff and and so I think for me whereas especially like in tvs and maybe even in and commercials as well there's kind of like this is my job this is what I do all of them and then and the meanings for what a producer is or different roles have different meanings in different in parts of the industry so I'm just like sod it I'll do whatever you have to do to get it done kind of thing mm. and I think sometimes there are people that maybe have always worked in an agency or always worked in tv production that it's not that they aren't willing to help it's just that they've never had to because their their role within that area is is sort of maybe a bit more defined or a bit more that's that's what they do whereas I'm like I'll just do what I have to do I, I I like what you did there you backtrack quite nicely it's like look we're not slagging people off here it's just uh, they, yeah. they just have different backgrounds and they've just got a different experience of what their job is 
Exactly. And, you know, I'm sure if you speak to someone that's only done TV or only done production, mm. they've maybe done other things that I haven't done as part of that role. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they, you know, it's just, it's just what you get used to. It's like if you're used to working on very big budget commercials, there are runners and God knows what else to do those things. Whereas I've worked on stuff where it's literally been me. So if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. And I think, I think that's the difference, really. You kind of, you realise, you know, you just have to muck in, like you say. Yeah, and, and to be fair, be fair, both those types of shoots come with their own pros and cons and their own stresses anyway. Mm-hmm. So you can't really say one's better than the other. You can't say, oh, I'm on a bigger shoot, so everything's fine. Uh, you know, I've got I've got runners to do that for me. Um, you know, it, it, you know, it, it's all rel- relative, isn't it? So there's always exactly. other things. Exactly. While the runners are sorting out one thing, you've probably got something else to sort out instead. So yeah. no, you never sure, sit back and take it easy. <laughs> no, no, and that's definitely what you don't do. I think I can't remember the last job we worked on, but I think it was something for was it the Zurich job? Was it the Zurich job? Oh, <laughs> did I say that right? Zurich. Was that was that out the one up the mountain with the snowmen? Yeah, when we had was to go to one? Zurich and yeah. and um, yeah. Uh, it was you, yeah. me, and uh, some Swiss fixers. Oh yeah, your friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who could who couldn't get the drone to work? Who was just just shouting on the top of a mountain, just going shyster, shyster. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There was there yeah. was that one. Yeah, that was quite a fun one with them um, moving polystyrene, like cutting up polystyrene snowmen and taking them halfway up a mountain, and then um, trying to remake them with actual snow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. See, glamour. Glamour. Yeah. Well, you know what? I sometimes I think back, like when you think about, oh, you know, uh, I I can say, oh, well, you know, I was was in the Swiss Alps shooting this uh, little thing for, uh, you know, Zurich. uh, Oh, that's great. So yeah, but you have no idea how unglamorous that job was, where I had to put on skis to try and to get to the top of this mountain, not having skied in my life. Uh, and then falling flat on my face at the top of um, the carousel thing. Um, yeah, it yeah. was just, it was just, um, it was an interesting shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. But when you put the pictures on Instagram, it looks like you're having the time of your life. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's the, what it's all about. <laughs> the Insta you is. Uh... Exactly. <laughs> Living your best producer life. Yeah don't don't get don't get sucked in yeah um so what have you been doing since then it's been god how long now about six years maybe mm-hmm. yeah god, so yeah. yeah well i was i kind of ended up being in sort of the commercial agency world for about sort of three years on and off on the kind of mm. permalance you know like as often happens, you sort of go there for one project and you sort of never leave. Um, and then I've worked previously in television and I have to say for me, that's that's kind of what I was trying to get back to. But sometimes being freelance, it's it's whatever phone call comes in or mm-hmm. or like I say, you get you get sucked down or taken down a road you weren't expecting. Like I wasn't expecting to spend three years in an agency, but I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And it and again, it added something else to my skill set and I got to produce different kind of things and, you know, learn new skills. But essentially, TV is kind of where I was trying to go back to. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've, I've managed that. So sort of since then, I've been working mainly on TV programs, sort of in various producer roles. So, again, it changes a few more hats, doing mm-hmm. things like story producing and sort of story development, um, compliance producing, uh, producing and directing and writing, you know, bit, bit of bit of everything. But all kind wow. of yeah, yeah. Well, the last project, the project that unfortunately, due to the C word, has mm. been put on <laughs> has been, has been put on hold for the moment. Hopefully, to go back. That was kind of um, I was producing going to be directing and I and I'd written the script for a couple of episodes of that and then I was going to sort of take it all the way through to the edits so oh how annoying. annoying yeah but you know fingers crossed it will come back yeah um, which is 
what, what <laughs> although the thing is by the time that we all go back into making tv everyone was going to be so sick of watching tv they're all going to be <laughs> outside anyway and not want to watch oh anything. god that's a good point isn't it <laughs> that have kind of completed netflix so like, <laughs> it's a game exactly they've, got, <laughs> they've gone to like the end of netflix to like the zeds on the netflix menu and yeah then they've decided they they've just they got to, to all the zombie films and they're like no i can't i can't, I can't hack this this is too close to home this is this, is, this, is, yeah. this could possibly happen well that's the thing loads of people keep watching contagion and it's like why? Why? Why are Why? you doing that? We are living that. It's <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it keeps getting brought up in our house. Like, should we watch that? No, no, I don't want to watch anything to do with viruses, uh, the apocalypse or anything. No, no. Yeah. Um, and I, I noticed as well, as I, I don't know how long you've actually been doing it, but you were also a stand-up comic. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, again, that's sort of slightly on hold at the moment but mm. <laughs> although you know I'm entertaining the people in my house um but um yeah I've been doing that I actually started about this time last year yeah about April last year Amazing. I did my first gig um I've always really enjoyed comedy like I've been going to the Edinburgh Festival for years and I always go and see a lot of comedy and part of me like not saying that I'm a great comedian, but sometimes I'd sit there and be like, I, I, I could see that joke coming or I could do something mm. funnier than that. So, you know, I thought I'd put my money where my mouth is. Um, I did a sort of comedy writing course. Yeah. Um, and at the end of that, one of the, like the last class was sort of to do, to deliver a story, stand-up story. And it was at the King's Head in Crouch End yeah. in North London, which is like a, a very well-known comedy club and mm. on the walls are all the faces of all the people that have performed there. Mine's not there just yet, but you know, give it time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I did my first proper stand-up gig there on one of their Thursday night tryouts. Um, and as much as I was scared, I actually kind of enjoyed it and got a real buzz out of it. Mm. Um, and so then have kind of carried it. Like I haven't, I've tried to do, you know, with this kind of job, it's quite difficult to often commit to anything outside of work sometimes. But I have mm. tried to sort of consistently do a couple of months, a couple each month when I can, or sometimes a couple in a week. I managed to get a few slots um, on other people's um, shows at Edinburgh this year. So I did. Oh, wow. I can, I can say I've done Edinburgh, but really only for five minutes. But, you mm. know. <laughs> um, That's great. Yeah, and you know, I I I would love to take a show up there. Obviously, not this year. Um, but again, it it it's it's sort of committing to do it and committing mm. the money that goes with it because you never get that back. But I am really enjoying it. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a natural kind of um, performer as such, but I do quite like it. And there is something slightly. I don't know. It's quite nice when you say something and people laugh at you and it's it's you've made them laugh. You've done that, you know, mm. you know, or any reaction, even if they groan, at least they've been listening to what you've said. Um, and it's quite nice. And because it's sort of their they're like new act night. So everyone's quite, quite nice to you. There's no one yeah. sort of throwing tomatoes or heckling from the back. Everyone's kind of quite open and understands that you're you're new or you're new and do, doing new new um material so yeah yeah and it's it's just something else and i i i like writing anyway in whatever mm. form so it's quite nice because in my head one day i'll i'll write either this amazing film or amazing sitcom or whatever and and this is kind of a good way because when you do writing and i know you write as well so sometimes you can kind of sit there and sort of spend hours or days or whatever writing something especially with comedy trying to make it funny doing stand-up means that you can kind of try out maybe some things that you're thinking of mm. and, you get an, and you get an instant reaction like if it's funny people laugh if it isn't you never have to do say that again ever well, that was going to, that was going to be my question was Sorry. um no no not at all you, you've uh you, you've segued perfectly into it is that i was going to ask you know like how does how does your your writing and your stand-up and um in, inform your work as a writer or even as a producer uh and a director because you obviously direct as well um 
you know that you like you said it perfectly just then that you 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 do something that has an instant reaction so i guess you're you're try, already trying out ideas and those are sort of in the bank mm-hmm. and and then also it, it i think it it must it must be able to satisfy the same need that you have uh, when you're making something like a film or a, a tv show or a bit of content or an advert that you know when you when you're doing something like that it, you know it, it goes through so many such a process over such a length of time before anyone sees it that i guess for me um you you kind of you don't you fall out of love with it but it kind of it drags and whereas i guess getting on stage and then just you know uh uh putting an idea forward and then getting an instant reaction must be so gratifying yeah yeah and it, and like I say if it's good you're like great and I record all of my like usually I don't necessarily film it but I always record on my phone like each gig I do so you can mm. listen back they they say that you should do that and I'm listening to a lot of podcasts and things by comedians who some are quite scientific in how they kind of um, approach their joke writing and their and their sets but I listen I, I try to listen back and so you can sometimes hear where the laughs are and where you can build on things and and what what different audiences react to but yeah it's kind of if if people don't laugh at something you're like okay I, I'll never say that again or I won't say it in that way it doesn't work I need to go back and I need to work on it and yeah I agree like when you're working on a you know for me more so with like tv stuff you're involved in a lot of it but sometimes there's parts that you aren't involved in and it sort of gets taken away from you a little bit and mm. sometimes when you see it the other end it's either been so long that you've you've kind of forgotten because you've worked on something mm. else in between so you've forgotten what it is or you know you just, it, it just has been such a long time that yeah it's a different kind of it's a different kind of reaction people watch it and they're like yeah that's great and I really enjoyed it and it's nice to hear that but doing something like stand up where it's like you standing there there's there's no production there's nothing it's just you so it, it yeah it's it's sort of different different um I don't really know what I'm saying yeah different kind of no, no yeah. <laughs> different different it's all different it's, yeah it's more I think it's more of a quick fix and you get um uh instant feedback yeah and yeah. You, you're you're very connected to what you're what you're delivering yeah and, yeah uh, yeah and and you know as much as i love it you know anything that's um uh film video based it's um it's hard to it's hard to maintain that level of excitement and enthusiasm uh not saying that you, you're never not enthusiastic about something it's just um there's it's such, the, a yeah, long it's, such a, it's such a long process exactly exactly yeah so how 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 have you because obviously I, I know you as a uh, as a as an agency producer when, when you were at um, McCann mm. and um, now you're uh, back in tv or in, in yes, tv uh, and it's it's mainly it's mainly narrative that you're on now yeah so the programs that I tend to do when I started my tv career back in the day I I actually worked um I did my work experience on Strictly Come Dancing which you know um I like to pretend that I sewed all the sequins on the outfits but that wasn't what I was doing I was just sat watching the rehearsals on the rehearsal days so um yeah so I worked I started off my work experience at the BBC I was doing that and kind of more sort of entertainment sort of programs but I really Mm. wanted to get more into factual and sort of more docs and that kind of thing um and so I managed to sort of in the past I worked on who do you think you are and things like that which I really enjoyed and mm-hmm. so this time I've tried to be a bit more focused on what I'm doing but again being freelance it's sometimes who contacts you but I've been quite lucky in that since I've gone back again this time I've worked on sort of history-based things sort of Things well, I've worked on a couple of series about stately homes, so that's about sort of historical houses. Um, yeah. Something about World War Two for Netflix, so that was quite a lot of research. Like, again, that's the other end. Sort of, I was researching and producing and direct uh, doing it all, really, kind of thing. Oh wow, that yeah. was for Netflix. Yeah, that was um, it was a ten-part series called. Uh, I, I would question the the. The choice of title but the greatest events of world war ii in color 
um and the one okay. i yeah and the um and i worked on one about the liberation of buchenwald's concentration camp so i was working on that alongside um another producer who's working on um one about hiroshima so it was laugh a minute in our office oh wow I was gonna... yeah yeah it was like it was like quite quite a heavy heavy couple of months um and, and then is this when you started doing stand-up uh you know what it was about that time actually <laughs> yeah yeah didn't didn't cross over on the material that much but um yeah i it I possibly yeah maybe that was it maybe that's what finally pushed me over the edge but that was that was kind of a very in, interesting kind of um, project to work on. It was shot in the UK, in the US, um, and in Germany. And actually, as part of it, um, one of it was it was all kind of as is the way it was. It was a lot of uh, original World War Two footage that was colorized. Um, so that always adds another layer. And for something like um, concentration camp footage seeing it in color just adds a whole nother layer of because it's very odd when you look at footage if it's historical footage in black and white especially gruesome stuff you could because it's black and white it kind of doesn't i don't know maybe it's just me but it doesn't it always did, feel no, real no, right. you know you, you, you're totally right it's hard to resonate with something that's you, you're kind of detached from it because yeah. you Imagine know the world we, we see we see it in color <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so seeing it in color was quite quite um uh, yeah. traumatic but also as part of it um we introduced sort of historians and experts and things but also um i inter interviewed somebody who was actually a child at the time in buchenwald um oh. uh, an, an american guy and um yeah it was it was quite interesting because um yeah he's he he uh, you know i'm i'm jewish so mm -hmm. as awful as it sounds that talking about the Holocaust and the, the repercussions of the Holocaust is kind of, I've spoken about it a lot. I've, I've, I've learned about it in various different ways, um, you know, but talking to someone face to face about their own um, experiences and the fact that he was a child when it happened um, and like losing his family and, you know, some of the horrific stories he told, it was, it was, you know, it was it was quite a, a heavy interview and yeah. it sort of makes you realize that that's like for me that's why I enjoy tv because it's the content it's the it's the stories you can tell it's the it's the the things you can teach people which I think that was always my issue as much as I enjoyed doing a lot of commercials and we did some online content that was really interesting. I feel that for me, TV is kind of, I want to, I want to be telling those stories as, yeah. as, as wanky as that might sound, but yeah. It's no, sort of... no, not at all. <laughs> no, no, it's so much more rewarding. And I think what's rewarding about it is that, you know, that the content that you're making, the stories that you're telling, uh, you know, that are enriching and, and, and fulfilling and, and rewarding for any, anyone who's watching it. Yeah. I think, you know, you're not just selling bleach. Do you no, know what I mean? It's, exactly. It's, it, it's not. It might be a, a lovely, colourful advert, and we're all patting each other's back, and it's all. Oh, haven't we done a great job? But you're se you're selling bleach. Exactly. You know, I, the, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't really put it in any way in the same ballpark as talking to to somebody who was a child during the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> I think, and I think that's sorry, it got a bit heavy there, but yeah, that no, not that was kind of what I really enjoy and so after that I um yeah I've worked on other sort of many a lot of history stuff that seems to be where I where I end up weirdly um mm. uh you know and social history things like who do you think you are and you know looking at these kind of things but that's and, that's... and you do a lot of the research as well yeah yeah well um yeah <laughs> because <laughs> I uh, yeah I put on one of my other hats and yeah because because for that as well it was kind of um yeah it was it was it was working a, across all bits really and with a lot of them you work across um all parts of it uh, because they're they're very small teams that's the thing um the 
the TV world, again, as glamorous as it looks, the big bucks don't usually go on the crew. They tend to go on the <laughs> on the on-screen kind of presenter or whatever. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah, but I enjoy it. I enjoy doing the research because uh, to, that's where I started, you know, as a, research, as a researcher, assistant producer. And you kind of do what you have to do. But I, I enjoy I enjoy the research and finding out things. And I always say that kind of doing this job makes me excellent for pub quizzes because I know so much <laughs> random stuff about <laughs> random stuff because I may have done a program on it or spoken to someone about it or researched it, or, you know. So, you know. I, 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 like, I like that you've got your priorities sorted there. It's like... Yes, pub quiz. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to use it for for something. Otherwise, all that <laughs> all that information in my head will just you know. And it's weird because you have to file things away once you start mm. a new project. You have to file away what what you did before. Um, so yeah. sometimes it's quite nice to to put it back out again and and um, be able to use it, usually to win and drink. So, um, <clears throat> so where, where you, I mean, obviously you have you, everything's been put on hold right now. Yeah. Um, but you, um, it seems like you're going very much in the right direction. Um, something, you know, you're 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 enjoying the process more. It seems that way anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, like I say, for me, I feel happier in 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 sort of the the TV world um, because I find the content interesting, and I, you know, I enjoy what I'm making and I think that makes a big difference and also it, it's again this is sort of where things differ working in agency we often worked across a few different projects at the same time so mm. you really did have to wear you know there was it was a lot of different not even just hats but different parts of your brain you had to use and remember which client wanted which thing and whereas in tv you often you're only really working on one project like I was working on two episodes but one at a time and and it's sort of usually scheduled that it it makes sense as opposed to trying to do two or three things at once which again is a skill that you have but that's why but that's what I mean when I said at the beginning sort of different different yeah. people that work in different worlds have different skills like if you've never worked in in agency then you don't need to have that or work at a million miles an hour you kind of work at a slightly different pace um, I mean, I, I don't think I could do that. I, I'm a I'm a one project at a yeah. time kind of guy, you know, because I I can't I I'm 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 usually quite <clears throat> scared that I'll I'll drop the ball on one project if um, you know, and I can't really put my full attention into either one because I'm I'm sort of diluted. I'm spread across them, and you know, if I do that, you know, both will suffer. Yeah, um, I think it's mainly because I'm a man. I don't think men well, are very I, good at that. I didn't want to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> I said it. I, 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 I knew you'd think it, so I said I thought I'd say it for you. There yeah, you well, it is quite interesting that you often do find that. You know, in in my experience, I'm not going <laughs> to, but there's a lot more producers that are female than male because I think that it, it's that and production managers, those kind of, you know, it's part creative, but it's also just being organised and sometimes men can't you know sometimes sometimes women can't as well and I always say that you know it's quite difficult to be organized in your work life and in your real life so I mm. kind of tend to be more organized in my work life and <laughs> sometimes as a real person I'm quite <laughs> shambolic but you know <laughs> actually it's funny you should say that because actually firstly I'll just I'll just strengthen what you were saying because in my experience I found that women make very good producers as well Thank you. Uh, I, I think I think there's um uh it almost seems like there's a you know after after working with producers there's um you go actually i think i just think that women are just very good at more they just they, they can just be in two places at the same time mm -hmm. it's it's a very it's a very it's a very valuable skill um yeah you're so gonna get, you're gonna get I, male producers contacting you being like know, oh, i'm very good at my job how but, dare you i know no but, they are yeah. it's just yeah I think I just think it's I just think it's a female thing. I, I really do because I can't do it, and I think I think it's just because I'm a guy. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. let's move away from that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the last podcast we we're actually talking. I think this is. Um, I'd like to ask you this question as well. Um, 
I, uh, when I'm, when I'm on a job, when I'm working, when I'm uh, directing, I um, have a sort of a, a work me. There's a work me, and there's a and there's a, a me me. Yeah. Um, and it, like you were saying, you're very organised at work, but then <laughs> you said like my personal life is complete, completely different. Yeah. Whereas I, I I feel very similar to that. That I, you know, I've got a job to do. I've got a title. I've got responsibility, and uh, I'll do everything that needs to be done to make sure that we get the shots. We get everything. Everything goes goes well, and. Um, I, I I get this sort of confidence and I play a role that I'm the director and uh, and then at the end of the day I'm back to being life mm. and there's a there's a definite sort of switch in 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 personality um do you have anything similar to that when you're when you're producing do you yeah. go it's your your do you feel like that gives you a sort of different I'm just a, a different power personality, say. Yeah, yeah. I well, I think it's like you said, um, like we said earlier. It's that thing of like you kind of you kind of know what's going on because you've been across most parts of it. Like you, you mm. kind of are the central point that keeps it all together without you know blowing your own shot. But you have like crew that come on, like you know DOPs and stuff. They're coming on just for them. They kind of mm. just want to know what you need to shoot where they need to be and what time lunch is kind of thing and what and other things like that you know they they haven't had all the backstory of the months of research or you know blah 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 um mm. they don't know who you, the stories of the people you're going to interview or why you're doing particular shooting in particular locations and blah, blah, blah. they're kind of often just yeah you know and you've worked closely with the director and the, and come up with these ideas and things like that um but yeah, I I think that when you're when you're when I'm on set, you do you kind of feel like right, I've got this. I know what I'm doing, and it's quite ex- like I find it exciting. I really enjoy being on shoots, even though they could be long, they could be stressful. Blah, blah, blah. But again, it's sort of you know you have to think on your feet. You you could mm. you plan loads, like you know you have to be very organised, and you have to be the one to know what's going on and where things are happening and blah blah blah, and keep everyone on time especially mm. directors who just want to get one more shot and you're like, yeah, but if we get that one more shot, you'll miss that next shot or the person you're about to interview has to go home and all of that. Um, so it's kind of managing that as well and, and everyone allowing everyone else to be able to do their job as well um, mm. properly, um, but you have to do your job, which is, you know, get it, get it, get it done. Um, but I do think that the work me and the home me are quite different. Um, in some ways like I am quite organized at home but actually when it comes to social things ends up being the organizer I say that I don't want to organize things out of work um, because I spend all my time at work doing it but um, the truth is sometimes (laughs) it's just easier if I do because I'm already in work mode (laughs) I have been known to create call sheets for friends hen nights or hen weekends and stuff like that which you know, that's yeah. a sign that possibly you need to step away from work when you're making call sheets and schedules. No, I I, 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 I love a good call sheet. I think oh, yeah. I think a call sheet outside of outside of work is a bloody good idea sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah. But it is, it's just I think it's you, you are used to it, so it isn't such a big hassle of to organise stuff, but it's just quite nice not to have to. But there's part of my life that is very um, disorganized <laughs> um, I'm, I'm where kind of having this time off is quite nice to sort of organize it although you know I'm trying to also learn other things as well and keep keep my brain active and yeah you've been doing like online courses and things like that yeah. haven't you yeah. yeah yeah potentially trying to set up a, a podcast of my own it won't Great. be, won't, won't be competition more. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. It'll, it'll be quite because we're looking at, at it um, more from a producer's point of view. Uh, yeah, yeah, this this this, out, really. this podcast isn't that focused. We're literally just talking to anyone and everyone who uh, is, you know, involved in production on, on any level, really. From from what I don't really care. You could be a caterer. I'm I'm interested in 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 knowing, you know, how they what they do in their day to day and how they, uh, you know, some, any stories of 
of people and and the things that have happened from behind uh you know a burger van <laughs> yeah well that's the thing I, th- I i think it's really interesting like the ones i listen to on your podcast um it, i find i find it very interesting how people get into roles and and jobs and and what they do within them and you know sometimes you never really understand what other parts of a production really do like mm. you may not really if you if you're you know if you if you do work you know on set the whole time you may not even really understand what an editor does or how an editor works or the process that goes through it and I think all of us kind of it's quite nice to share that because you know if you are doing it right we always make it look really easy but it's sometimes and encourage people that that might be looking to want to get into that (laughs) don't do it (laughs) Don't do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> might not be enough jobs for us, to be fair. Once it <laughs> off again, so no, I think yeah. it's interesting. I think it. I think it's good to to share these things and to. I find production is is um. I, I look at it like a big sort of like a, a mechanism, like a machine, and you know everyone is a cog within that machine, and uh, in order to to know how it all everything goes works together, it's like you got to look at it as a whole and have an understanding, more holistic understanding of the whole thing. I I think that's kind of my job as a director because I need to know all the different moving parts, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's um, a basic understanding or just a way to actually be able to um, to talk to an art director, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, you know, learn from them and know like the different, I find it really fascinating when you find out like different terminology and what, yeah. and the, the different names of things. So, more just not to be embarrassed next time I'm trying to talk to like an art director and I go you know those stand-up wall things that you've got and you go yeah flats okay yeah. great okay <laughs> good 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 to know okay great and then you know I'll just know that next time I'll, I'll know that they're called flats and yeah I don't ever really want to embarrass myself I think more than anything and I just find the whole the whole process just fascinating no well I think also I, d- I don't know about you but kind of a lot of people that get into this kind of industry they don't necessarily you know it's not something you necessarily learn sometimes it sort of just happens or get you know mm. you end up in it so so there is sort of terminology that you only learn if somebody says it to you and you say I don't know what that means and then you learn it and then you know it it's not like there's a book you can well there probably is a book you can read but you know it's it, <laughs> you sort of you learn it as you need it you learn it kind of on the job very much um mm. and working in different worlds and with different people you learn different different things so that's something else that I really like that it's a job um that you're always learning things like you kind of may know the basics you may know how a production works and what needs to be done but depending on the content and the you know the location there's so many different variables like setting up a shoot in the UK as opposed to setting it up in Upper Mountain in Zurich there's different mm. things that you have to think about and be aware of and you know nobody really teaches you those things you just kind of have to to learn it as you go and you know sometimes learn from your mistakes or kind of surprise yourself that you do actually know what you're doing it's often a surprise do you you find like I I think the most exciting thing about I'd say the most exciting thing about your job uh, to me is that you're put in situations that you've probably never been in before the the Zurich job uh, is a good example that you know you you would have never have done that before and probably never do anything like that again Um, and it, that's exciting because that's that's my job I'm doing something that's really quite unique um and you know nothing really prepares you for that you've got to be you've got to be very you've got to be very organized but have a really good head for logistics mm-hmm. and uh, just be very yeah just you know be able to think on your feet as well and just that's exciting it's it to me I think it's mentally exhausting mm-hmm uh, I don't know how you. I don't know how you cope with that. Um, I don't know how I cope with it either. Really, <laughs> um, <laughs> is there a recovery period to where you have to sort of just lie in bed for a week and then, you know, sort of come out at the other end as a as a beautiful butterfly, or do you? Um, yeah, how do you, do you just do you just storm on? I 
I, well, it depends. Sometimes you kind of just have to. Um, <laughs> it's sort of, yeah, well done. And sometimes you kind of, you know, the adrenaline that, you mm. know, the, the setting up the shoot, the pressure of that, being on the shoot, it happening, it all happening as you could kind of hoped it would. You know, no one has hurt themselves. No one died. Everyone's there. Everyone's happy. You know, <laughs> tick, tick, tick. Keep I, people I alive is your exactly. main priority. Especially okay. up the side of mountains. Yeah, that was, you know, those kind of things you've got to think about. But all, the, all those things that are kind of, all that planning that has come together in the shoot, it's really exciting when it all happens. And I think yeah. afterwards, no, like sometimes you have to be a bit like, <sighs> but sometimes when you step back or when you're telling somebody else, wow, I just did that. But sometimes... Uh, like when I was an assistant producer like you would leave projects before they were finished and that was very odd even now you do that sometimes like you sometimes these things before they're fully finished in the edit and and sort of it's a weird feeling to leave something halfway through that has pretty much taken up your whole life for weeks or months before kind of thing um but yeah it's it's that I guess it's it's that up and down it's it's a it's sort of you know then you start it all again like it go up that I guess the yeah every every part has its own stresses so it all reaches a crescendo like there's the stress of setting up the shoot and getting everything ready in time and that kind of builds and builds and then you're on the shoot and that gets stressed because you've got to do it in time and then you're and then you've got to get you know the edit finished in time and all of that so there's kind of it kind of never stops really but it's good fun like I really enjoy it and I like I say that now, um, <laughs> possibly at the time when I'm like drinking myself into a not enjoying it so much then. But um, no, I, I do enjoy it. And I think I often think that I'm quite lucky to have those opportunities. Like, you know, when you are standing up at the side of a mountain in brilliant sunshine or, you know, I've shot in all sorts of interesting countries and places and, you know, got access to, you know, filming in a stately home, but in the the back rooms that nobody sees that aren't open mm. to the public and you know people from hundreds of years ago were, were sitting on the same seats that you were you know living in those houses it's like those kind of things that it's sort of like it's quite a fun job really you can't really complain although no. we all do but you know because <laughs> <laughs> you got to but you know it, it i it's 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 a fun job and i enjoy the um as a freelancer enjoy the fact that every every project is the same but different like you said it's sort of there are some things that are the same but it's different and you learn new skills and you you go in different directions and and yeah you're always learning yeah that's what I think yeah <laughs> yeah always no, that's it, always that, I think yeah I I you know just just to, to wrap up I mean I'll, I'll, I'll say it again like you know working in agencies I've, I've, I've definitely um uh, got a lot more empathy for everyone involved because I think everyone has their own stresses and a lot of people in production don't really see that firsthand and um yeah it's, it's, it's good to see I'm quite I feel I feel like I've learned a lot in that respect um mm-hmm. and now going freelance I'm learning a lot on the other side for sure uh, yeah. it's a different different world <laughs> But that's the thing. That's what, like I said, it's sort of I, that's what I enjoy. You probably do enjoy as well. Otherwise, you stay. It's it's that you know you can always learn. There's you never you never fully. I don't think you ever fully master it. You always there's always something that can give you a curveball, and you have to learn something new, think on your feet, and that's what keeps it excited. It's not kind of turning up to an office every day and doing the same thing. It's sort of every day is a school day. Every day is different. And that's why you do it. That's why you do what you do. Exactly. And I remind myself of that when I crying <laughs> <laughs> into a gin and tonic going, oh, I went off. Um, oh, now, now that we're on lo- lockdown and every, everyone's being very self-reflective and going, oh, yeah. And then as soon as we go back into, into the world, it's going to yeah. be like, no, this is shit. Exactly. And I hate everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Well, well, on that yeah. note, shall we, shall we go out on that note? <laughs> Michaela Blitz hates everyone. Brilliant, thank you. After all of that, <laughs> of that niceness, that's what I'm going to be remembered for. Excellent, thanks. Excellent. It's your fault for being so diplomatic throughout oh, the whole podcast. Yeah, I have, to have, well, I have to have something on you. Exactly, bit of dirt, bit of dirt. Bit of dirt. But no, like I say, it's sort of kind of. I guess it's when I talk to other people, I realise that I do enjoy it more than when I, <laughs> sometimes when you are in the thick of it, you sort of realise that it is quite fun and you are quite lucky and and it is, it is good. It's yeah. 
Great. All right. Well, I think we'll we'll stop there. I think I've yeah. really really enjoyed talking to you. you uh, it's been it's been a while, and um, hopefully, I get to chat with you very soon. And, and I'm going to come and try and see you do your stand up as well. Okay. Great. Yeah. I'd love to to like use this as a way to plug my next gig, but as I don't know when I'll next be out of my, <laughs> I don't know when that will be. But you know, um, they are some people are doing online gigs and stuff, but. Mm. I haven't done that but it gives me gives me a lot more scope for writing it's going to be hilarious by the time i actually get back on stage as long as you don't write about the coronavirus no it's well yeah that's that's not even funny is it so this... no, no no exactly no yeah we'll give it time give it time i'm sure somebody will and i'm sure it will just somebody will somebody will do a joke yeah yeah and, you know uh... someone's writing a, a film as we speak about oh, it God. Yeah. it will be yeah. it will be yeah great yes because that's, that's just what we need isn't it indeed indeed <laughs> oh, all right Michaela lovely chatting to you and I'll, I'll speak to you very soon brilliant thanks a lot okay Have a good thank day. you bye. you too bye bye, bye. Michaela Blitz I hope you enjoyed uh, that podcast as much as I enjoyed talking to Michaela and I think anyone who is a producer or has produced would resonate with a lot of what she had to say I know uh, I certainly did uh, having produced a short film myself I kind of uh, had a whole new perspective on on what the role of a producer actually entails so um, I'm again uh, apologize for the audio uh, on the on the uh, podcast um, regrettably because I'm self-isolating I'm out in the countryside and the Wi-Fi and phone signal isn't great. So um, I'm really trying my best to make sure that there is a, uh, a, a certain quality control for the audio, but uh, until uh, lockdown is finished, I'm afraid um, I'm gonna have to try and sort of muddle along, but hopefully it doesn't get in the way of the actual content itself. Um, so uh, I'm not quite sure what's coming up next, but if you'd like to reach out and um, comment or just, yeah, let us know how what you think of the podcast or if you'd like to actually be involved that would be amazing it'd be really good to, good to chat to some new people and get you on the podcast okay so um everyone please stay safe stay indoors and uh hopefully i'll see you on the other side take care bye bye